Funny Farm we go. Hello there. This is Mark Chaplin on the Toxic Wives Show. Yes, my show here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, Nevada. But I'm broadcasting from the great northeast, New England, northern Maine, Aroostook County, by the Canadian border. If you've been wondering, I think I've said it many times before, but I'll say it again. We're in the great northeast, Aroostook County, Maine, New England, home of the world champion NFL, New England Patriots, and the Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Baston. Baston Baked Beans. Ever been to Boston, folks? Well, it's a great little town. About two million people, give or take. A million and a half, something like that. Um, it's uh, a combination of the old colonial type days and modern days with the John Hancock building made completely of glass. Um, shining high to the sky, and then you have cobblestone streets, one-way avenues, places that were built in the 1600s. So it's a great combination. Not fun to get caught in traffic-wise, that's for sure. Streets can be narrow. Yeah, traffic is, of course, uh, bunched up tight. You've got intersections going through Boston. You've got uh, uh, highways going through. You've got turnoffs and old streets and neighborhoods. you got it all. You got Fenway Park. You got the Fleet Center. You've got, uh, of course, Foxborough is about a half hour from Boston. So that's not really in Boston, Foxborough, where the Patriots play, Gillette Stadium. I had a good friend uh, who lived there, Chris Ionella from college, from UMFK. And uh, he has since passed of uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. God bless his soul. One of the funniest guys I ever knew from Foxborough, Mass. Christopher Ionello teacher. He, he became a teacher and coach. He loved soccer the most. He didn't play basketball like I did. He played soccer. And he was really coy, calm, and funny. And uh, always always, always in a good mood. 99.9% .9 of the time, God bless his soul. And I uh, wish I had seen more of him uh, as he was declining. It got very sad. Wheelchair. could hardly move. And uh, long, long since days from our college days when we were running around partying. Uh, not too bad, you know, we weren't crazy. He uh, always tried to get me to join his fraternity, Omega Sigma Beta, but I, there was like three or four fraternities, I think, in, around, two, two big ones. And uh, I did not want to join any fraternity. As uh, Groucho Marx would say, I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. That's part of it. No, that's not part of it. Actually, I, I just, uh, I think if you join one club, you alienate everyone else. It's like, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm an independent, more of a libertarian. I'm going to be independently minded. My real fraternity, my real brotherhood, was our basketball team, both in high school and in college. That's where I formed my best friendships. Not to say that I didn't have friends that were not basketball players, because I did. Many of them. Chris was one of them. Uh, but most of my friends were my basketball teammates. And we went through ups and downs, through uh, conference championships, two runner-up to a losing season, my senior year, 11 and 16. 
A um, couple wins here and there. We would have made the playoffs, but it uh, was a rough year, a lot of injuries. But we made it through. We grinded it through. And we played a tough competition. Schools, you know, 10 times bigger than us. We used to play Laval University, 41,000 students. University of Quebec, 28,000 students. University of New Brunswick, 17,000 students. I mean, we just played so many. Uh, Roger Williams, University of Southern Maine, 6,000 students. Our little schools, about 2,200 students, UMFK. And that includes commuters and part-time students. Three big dorms, a beautiful gymnasium, and uh, just a lovely campus up in the valley, St. John Valley, appropriately named. But this is the Toxic Wise Show. Again, I'm your host, Mark Chaplin. And uh, the weather again, going up and down. It seems like we're going to get some breaks, and then we get uh, snowstorms coming. But uh, throughout the month of February, with Valentine's Day here, it's uh, we're going to get another storm about, I don't know, they say 8 to 12 inches. It could be 4 inches. It could be 20 inches. We don't really know until it hits. But uh, nothing you can do about it. Just uh, I'm not going to wish my life away, like I said before. I just want to... Uh, I want to have you know a little longer, brighter days and some warmer days. I'm not expecting you know 80 degrees or even 70 or even 60, but some days in the high 40s and 50s would be a nice break. And we're going to get some snowstorms. We're going to get some bad weather. But this time of year, about the middle of February or so, we start to get some breaks. January is horrendous, cold, long, dark month. Yes, it does get lighter, but it's uh, like a minute and a half a day. So it's not really till about the middle of February, so that till you notice it. But uh, we we uh, we plow on through. Literally, we get through it. Uh, basketball season. High school teams are coming to the tournament. The college teams are almost done. The NBA is halfway through. The Celtics are stinking. Um, I thought they looked awful in the preseason. Am I the only one that thought that? They didn't have any continuity. I thought they were going to be like a machine, like the big green machine they should be. Passing, moving the ball, good shooting, cuts, rebounding. It's been there sometimes, but it's not consistent. It's just not consistent, so I don't know. They didn't make any moves at the deadline, tertiary deadline, so they got to kind of go with what they got. I think the 76ers are the best team in the East. I think they're better than Toronto, and they're better than Milwaukee. They have better shooting. They have now a deeper bench. They have better rebounding. I think they're the best team, and really close to maybe giving Golden State a really good run, all things being equal. But again, we shall have to see. Okay, well, for the first time in uh, several years being on radio and about three years being on uh, Renegade Talk Radio, had a show with some, uh, well, some major technical difficulties in the recording and the downloading and technical issues again <coughs> with it. So it didn't get, uh, it didn't get through and it didn't get on, <coughs> much to my chagrin. Uh, let me sh uh, sum up the 45-minute show here in just 10 seconds. I said, Celtics. No, I was... <laughs> I mainly just talked about uh, how the uh, Patriots 
again won the Super Bowl and I played the song we are the champion no time for lose that song's been around a long time since my gosh my college days and uh, by Queen and again I did like the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and I had talked about the Celtics uh, ups and downs they lost to the Lakers and uh, at a buzzer shot by Rondo Rhonda, one of my friends calls him then they lose to the Clippers after blowing a 28-point lead. And they go to Philadelphia without Kyrie Irving, who has a sprained knee. I don't know how long he's going to be out. And they beat him 112 to 109, something like that, in Philadelphia. My goodness. And everybody thought, well, the Lakers, too, are bouncing back because the Celtics lost to them. That's their bounce-back game. Well, they've lost every game since. They got blown up by the Sixers by 25, and they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, and they are still in 10th place. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be close. Was there 30 games left? They probably got to go. I don't know. What do they got to go? 20 and 10 to make it to eighth place, and then who do you play? Golden State. Who you might beat once. They're going to have a bad night. They're going to have a night where they say, well, you know, we're up three games, up two games. Probably in L.A. they'll win a game, but that'll be it. It'll be a 4-1. Might be a sweep. I don't know. But anyways, uh, very sad. Uh, we work hard. I work hard putting these shows together and my, uh, my crew, G-Man. And we just couldn't get it to, uh, we just couldn't get it to download to uh, broadcast. I don't know, it's because I had some issues during the show and I had to split up some segments and maybe that uh maybe that's why it won't file correctly. First time that's ever happened. And I hope it's the last cuz uh, I put a lot of work into this. I do my research. I I have my home office. I use a studio and I have a home studio and I'm surrounded by TVs and monitors and CD equipment and computers and microphones and a lot of professional equipment. I have a CD recorders, I have DVD recorders, I have my internet hooked up, I have uh, cable on, uh, news, uh, and I'm watching movies to tell you what, what they're like. By the way, I want to talk about one movie before I do movies later on in the movie showcase review. It's a movie with Sam Elliott, who I have always liked, you know, he always talks like this, kind of kind of cool guy and uh, he's always been in a ton of westerns uh, lots of times with like Tom Selleck uh, Sackets and other other shows. He's usually a good guy. Very seldom does he play a bad guy or a I even saw him in Gunsmoke uh, one of probably I think 75-ish issue or 75 show. Gunsmoke I think was on from 56 I think to 76 something like that or 70 something like 20 years. And I've seen other I've seen uh, some other stars on there that are still around with us. Of course, Burt Reynolds was uh, the Quint, the uh, the uh, blacksmith, and uh, often helped out uh, M uh, Marshall. Dildo, Marshall Dillon, I mean. <laughs> and it's a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. 
And when I first saw it, I thought, is this like uh, a short? Because there's a lot of shorts on uh, different uh, channels, Netflix and other services, cables. And I always hate it when I look at a short and it's like a 12-minute movie or 20, you know, 15-minute movie. And some of them are good, but I, I want a movie. I want an old-fashioned movie movie when I watch it. I know there are some good shorts and so forth. But I looked at it and I said, well, okay, well, Sam, you know, uh, Sam Elliott's in it. So, and I thought, how could you make a movie with that title? What's that going to be about? The man who killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot. And I watched it, and it was really good. And it's a time period piece, so it's you know it's an expensive. All period pieces are expensive to make. It takes place uh, between the 40s and like the 80s. So the vehicles and the clothing and the atmosphere and the background and everything, the TVs, the radios, everything is from like World War II to like the 1980s. It's about this guy, he's cool, and he's a big old guy, and he's older, but he's still tough. And that's Sam Elliott, to a T, I think, still. <clears throat> and he, I, I, I don't want to give it away for you, but it kind of works out, like it says, the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. I won't ruin it for you, but it happens. And, of course, when you're making a movie, and even doing comedy, you, know, you make stuff up, and... You don't know if the audience believes you or not. Like, uh, I do a, a bit where I say I'm mentally ill, you know. I said, uh, in my family, we have two nice traits, youthful looks and mental illness. And, uh, you know, it's not true. Well, yeah, kind of, I guess. But you can kind of say what you want. A lot of comedians have a facade. Uh, you know, Jack Benny, they used to say he was cheap. And I don't think he was cheap. And some that were cheap weren't cheap. And some that were, you know pretended to be cheap, were cheap, and so forth, so on, anyways. But anyway, with comedy, it's all about your image. You know, no respect. Of course, Rodney Dangerfield got respect. He was a big star, movie star. But his uh, mantra was, I get no respect. Hey, I tell you, you know, I get no respect. My wife's so fat, you know. She goes to the zoo and pe kids throw peanuts at her, you know. I tell you, she's so fat, she sunk the love boat. But anyways, yeah, you get the idea. And uh, so it's a, I, I'm giving it a B plus because I really enjoyed it. You kind of didn't know what was going to happen next. And then you're kind of wondering, what the heck? What kind, what kind of movie is this going to be? It was really entertaining. It was different. You know, they've got to start coming out with some different movies because everything's been done. Everything's been done, redone. They're even doing, like, uh, you know, The Grinch over again, Mary Poppins, Willy Wonka. You know, they've done The Wizard of Oz different versions of it a couple times. So uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, all the classics have been done, done, redone. And, you know, everything else too. You know, I can think of a bunch of movies that have been redone. Some were, you know, the Titanic's been made like several times. I mean, there's just a bunch of movies that have been done and then redone and then rehashed and then remixed. Only so many times you can do that. And usually, like Planet of the Apes, with originally Charlton Heston in 1968, they've made like 10 versions of that since. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 74. They've done a dozen of those since. So you're, you're rehashing movies. So you've got to come out with something different. And it might be a little odd, it might be a little weird, but you can make it work. And this worked. As weird as the title was, it was entertaining. 
it was kind of exciting. It was dramatic. It had some comedy in it too, some funny bits, some funny times. And overall, it was a it was a good movie. And I always liked Sam Elliott. He was even in some Christmas movies. What was that? Uh, no, not Rudolph, but Dancer. I think it came out in 89, 90, something like that. His daughter, his daughter on the farm uh, rescued uh, one of the Santa's reindeer. It was a good movie, cute movie. And he's been in Westerns and he's been in, you know, country shows and some, even some cop movies he made over the years. But I do recommend it. Again, it's called The Man Who Killed Adolf Hitler, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. And I thought, oh, what the heck? Is somebody on heroin, glue, and smoking cow poop. So uh, I do recommend it. I give it a B plus and uh, hope you can see it. This is the Toxic Wise Ass Show. And like I said, for the first time, we had some tech difficulties and I wasn't able to get out my last show. So I'm doing this one and uh, hope you uh, get to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. I'm watching too many podcasts, I guess. I, I, I like doing radio. And that's that's good that we've come up with a subject because I I like kind of being seen and I mean heard and not necessarily so much seen because I can do my show and my shorts and I don't have to care what I look like and everybody else does these podcasts and they dress up and they have to have guests and they have to have a nice background. The th cool thing about radio and the way it's always been is it doesn't matter what you look like it's what you sound like. Uh, and I prefer it that way. I, and when I do commercials for other radio stations, uh, I don't have to dress up either to go do them, like I would for television or something video-wise, something online. I can go down in my slippers and shorts and T-shirt and go down to the studio where uh, if I'm making a commercial for County Yankee, which I do, County Yankee grocery stores, and I'm doing Santa Claus, ho, 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 ho. And the elf, of course. I don't have to dress up. And that's, uh, that's what I like about that. And I will remind you again, this is the Toxic Wise Eye Show, and I'm your host, Mark Chaplin, uh, here on uh, Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, although I do my show in the great Northeast. Uh, quick sports note again, besides the movie note, Antonio Brown of the Steelers wants to be traded. Well, that team fell apart. That was one of the teams I was worried about in the AFC that would, might knock the uh, Patriots out. Of course, they did beat them in the regular season in a fairly close game at Pittsburgh. <coughs> and uh, that team is always, uh, you know, Baltimore too, but the, the Pittsburgh, I thought, hmm. And they, I wasn't so much even worried about Jacksonville, not even Kansas City, because Kansas City always has a way of pooping its pants in the playoffs. But Pittsburgh doesn't. They don't poop their pants very often. And they've got, and Roethlisberger's got a couple rings, so he's got the, pedi you know, the pedigree. And they have the team, and they had the defense. But they kind of self-destructed. And a lot of sportscasters, they question Big Ben's leadership as the QB, as the quarterback by, you know, if they lose a game, he points a finger. But if they win, he kind of points at himself. Yeah, I played great. If we lose, well, they suck. This guy didn't catch my pass. And I've seen him throw some bad passes, some bad picks, some bad interceptions, some questionable passes. So, uh, you know, they got off kind of a bad start. I think they tied Cleveland Browns. That, that's always a bad sign. 
course, the one year the Patriots lost to the Cleveland Browns, and they won the Super Bowl. And they lost to some bad teams this year. Uh, they lost to Detroit. They lost to Jacksonville, who should have been good, but they sucked. They lost to Miami on that last second debacle. They lost to Tennessee Titans, who were best at mediocre team. So, you know, they, uh, they did lose to some bad teams. But um, anyways, that's all over with. It's been a couple weeks since the Super Bowl and the uh, world champion New England Patriots. We are proud of them up here in the great Northeast. And if you hate them, I don't blame you because I used to hate the Yankees. I hated the Dallas Cowboys. I hated the Lakers. I hated the Bulls. So I, don't, I, I get it. You know, even a Disney movie has bad guys in it. And you always and and I and I rag on Rob Parker and uh, some of these other ESPN guys for getting on the Patriots and doubting them, but they they I think the Patriots kind of went off that. They kind of use that as fuel, you know. And that's their job. They're pundits. The I don't want everybody coming on saying, oh, "I love Tom Brady. I love the Patriots." I mean, they have to respect them. I don't I don't like it when they don't respect them because even when I hated the Yankees in Dallas, you had to kind of respect what they were doing. Same with the Lakers and Kobe and Michael Jordan and even LeBron to an extent. Although they're not looking very good this year. Bron Bron's 34 and he's starting to look it. Basketball's a different animal. It's 100 games. You're playing hard every night. It's uh, up and down. Football, you know, Tom Brady just plays offense. He doesn't have to play the other end. And he doesn't run. He doesn't, you know, scramble. He stays in the pocket, gets the ball out quick. That's how they design their plays. So, again, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show where we're going to try to cover everything. And Kim Jong-un had something to say about uh, Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Well, I'm very happy uh, knowing the Patriots are Tom Brady, one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, I'm going to send him a big rocket <laughs> as congratulations. Almost sent a rocket during the Boston Parade, but I think maybe they get a little scared of that. Anyway, this is Kim Jong-un saying uh, hello and goodbye. Well, thank you, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un congratulating the Patriots. I wonder if the Patriots will go to the White House. That's going to be interesting. You know, the next election isn't too far away, right? A year and a half or so. So um, we'll have to see. That's going to be interesting. Nobody's mentioned anything about that yet, but I think it's going to be an interesting topic when it comes up. Well, in political news, and you know me, I'm not really, don't like politicians. Necessary evil, like I always say, like having to puke after food poisoning or poop getting the runs but getting this getting the kinks out of your out of your system but he's still working on the wall and uh, I don't know if it's going to get done or not who knows also um, why I and I say this why why is it that in and this isn't really political, this is just a view. Why do I have to have all my paperwork, but illegal aliens can't be targeted or profiled? But I can. I mean, the cops, if they, they can stop you, they're supposed to have a reason, but they, all they have to do is say, well, you swerved a little bit. And believe me, I have no issue with the cops. I've, 
I haven't had a traffic ticket in 30 years. But I've been stopped, you know, for tail light out or headlight dimmed or, you know, sometimes they uh, do, you know, stop checks for DUIs and I've never had a DUI. I hardly ever drink. Next to never, really. If someone buys me one at the bar, I'll have it. I very seldom, and not that, not that I'm cheap, and I just, I'm not a big alcohol guy. I might have a shot of hot damn cinnamon schnapps or something. Once in a while, I'll buy a Coors Light beer, because Coors is basically spring water. And I might go to the casino, and I might have two within six hours, then go to bed if I'm staying at the casino. Just go to my room and crash, especially if I've been losing. The casino <coughs> sent me my win-loss percentages, and I didn't even look at it. I'm guesstimating that I'm, I'm probably above board because I've had nights where I usually win. I very seldom have left there where I've lost. had one bad night where I was at the casino, and I got down about a couple hundred dollars, but I sat there at the dollar machine and uh, got back up. I broke even. I might have come out a few bucks ahead. So it's one of those deals where you're either going to keep digging a hole for yourself or you're going to dig out of a hole. I managed to dig out. I don't go as often as I used to. I, I do like going. I like people watching. It's always exciting. It's like Disneyland for adults, I have always said. And it's not, uh, it's not like you see in the commercials where everybody's in a tuxedo and a gown. I mean, you do see some people dressed up, but you see people in wheelchairs and oxygen tanks. I saw a guy in a wheelchair with two oxygen tanks gambling at the, at the casino, playing the slots. I've seen farmers coming in, truck drivers just still with their overalls on, you know. People coming in in their work clothes, or just regular casual clothing. Very, very seldom, even on a crowded night where there's a couple thousand people there, I don't think I could find 20 that's got tuxedos on and gowns. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but I enjoy it. People watching. That's a, my cousin Steve always says that's the most fun thing about the casino. Of course, if you're winning, that's fun. Winning is always fun. And if you're winning and you're having a good time and you're people watching, then uh, then that's a perfect night. Uh, the food there is pretty good. The motel rooms are pretty good. Not as fancy as I thought they were going to be. And I'm talking about Bangor, Maine, the Hollywood Casino. Used to be called Hollywood Slots. They only had slots. Now they have all everything, you know. They have uh, roulette and blackjack and poker and horse betting and sports betting. So they have everything now. And so now it's the Hollywood Casino. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful building. One thing I don't like about it is they have a smoking area that's kind of right outside where you come in and out. And it's, ugh, it's disgusting. But a lot of people like to smoke, like to gamble, like to drink, and kind of all those three. But at least they don't allow them to smoke inside anymore. Thank God. Huh. I don't care what anybody wants to put in their body, but I don't want to put it, I don't want them putting it in mine. So, uh, I haven't been there for a while. My friends go quite a bit. And that's another thing. I used to see a lot of people from my hometown there and Aroostook County when I first went, but not so much anymore. 
kind of a novelty, I guess, dies off. But people that like to go, I mean, I, you have to treat it like uh, you would like if you were going to the, you know, Celtics game or Red Sox game or fancy opera show or theater show or even going to Disneyland. You go to the casino, you have a couple, 300 bucks in your pocket. And once that's gone, don't go to the ATM machine. Don't use your credit card. You just uh, quit while you're behind. And you treat it like, hey, you know, I, you know, I, you know, if you go to a concert or go to a Celtics game, you're going to spend two or three hundred dollars if you get decent seats and, you know, meals and all that and uh, parking. Parking at the casino is free. And I have my club membership card, so you get some benefits here and there for free meals and stuff. So you you just kind of treat it like that. And, uh, but I have heard horror stories. I came back uh, one night and uh, I gassed up at the gas station I gas up at. And I saw I was just at the casino. The guy, my buddy working there, he says, how'd you do? I said, oh, I broke even. He said, well, the guy was just in here a little while ago and he was playing poker. And uh, he says he doesn't know how he's going to pay the mortgage on his uh, house because he lost like 10 grand. And I thought, oh, my God, that's crazy. That is just crazy. You know? Have a limit. Go there. When the limit's gone, it's gone. You go home. And that way you won't uh, lose your farm, <laughs> as they see, as they say. And it's time for the <coughs> Toxic Wise-Ass Movie Review. Um... You gotta be careful out there because when you rent or pay-per-view or Netflix or buy videos, you gotta be careful. If it looks like it was uh, made by nobody's, I mean, I'm not to say that again. I've said this a thousand times. Independent producers and directors and filmmakers can make genius movies. Does it happen often? No. Uh, <coughs> a lot of them are very poorly done. The audio is made with a basically a camera phone. Actually, I've seen camera phones with better equipment and better uh, situations. <clears throat> Especially when you go to watch the movie and you can't even hear the sound because you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> because the echo is all over the place. If you're going to make a movie, even an independent movie, folks out there, filmmakers, and I was a filmmaker. I've been a filmmaker since 8th grade with my 8mm Kodak Brownie 300 camera where I had to put the film in, do it by hand. Other kids were had who were doing making films had cartridge, Super 8. I had the old 8mm. You had to 50-foot roll. You had to do one side, then flip it on the other side. And could only film really in strong light or sunlight unless you had uh, powerful floodlights, <coughs> which I didn't have. But anyways, uh, if you're going to make a movie, have a good plot, have the best actors you can get, and sound is very important. That's how I can tell it's going to be a turd right off the bat, if the sound is like, Hey, how are you? Well, I'm fine. The acting, the sound, it's just like a turn it off. But uh, starting out with the, the movie Destroyer and Nicole Kidman, I guess this is based on a true story about undercover LAPD <clears throat> some years ago, trying to infiltrate gangs and biker gangs and bank robbers. And she plays a hardened detective that's kind of messed up, um, 
I give it a C plus. Uh, some good action scenes. A lot of dialogue. Moves kind of slow in spots. I always like Nicole Kidman. And, uh, I mean, it's different. But uh, action, crime, drama. I guess it's got all that. But it rather moves slowly in spots. So, um, I'll give it a, what did I say, B minus, I guess. Um, it was okay. Uh, then there's a movie called Discarnate Horror Thriller. Really strange, odd. I would give it a C plus. Like I say, it's kind of hard to make horror movies or any kind of movie because everything's been done. The Lego Movie 2 movie is out, and that's kind of for kids, and I did watch a little bit of it like I watched the Scooby-Doo movie. And it's okay. I give it a, you know, B. Probably kids will like it. I guess they like the Lego movies. Although, I guess it didn't. The second one didn't start out with as high expectations or box office results as the first one did. There's a movie called 1945 from this day, drama, war movie. And I was watching this, and when I first started watching it, I thought it was going to be really good. Or, uh, but it's, it's a C movie. Uh, again, the sound is like uh, echoing. The acting is uh, not that good. And the action is, again, it's a lot of dialogue. They got the uniforms right, I guess. That's what I will say. <laughs> but it's, not, uh, it's certainly, certainly not an, an epic movie like uh, Saving Private Ryan or any of those other World War II action films. Um, there's a movie called Border, and it's really weird. It, I think it's uh, European, Dutch, or something, and it's uh, it's about a guy who works at a he, he works as a custom agent, and he's got like a caveman face. And I'm not sure the purpose of this film was somebody was smoking something or just had a wild idea, but it's rather odd. Um, a movie called Betsy, a horror film, I uh, would give it a D plus. It's really odd. Bro a movie called Broken Ghost. Uh, give that about a C plus. It's uh, it's well shot, well done, well photographed. The film photography is good, and the acting is is pretty good. Um, movie called Eiffel Tower, romance kind of moves really slow and sluggish. The acting is uh, so so. And then let's go back to talk about uh, Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson, and that was pretty good. I give that a B. But a lot of people said it was like a Taken movie, just re rehashed, redone, reborn, remixed. And it kind of is. I, thought it's a, I, I see they made an effort to make it a little different. He's not the same, like, father, strong character type, although he is, and then he appears like he has some weaknesses. But I give it a B. It was a, I like anything with Liam Neeson in it. Then there was uh, Alita, the Battle Angel. Now, I watched that, and I was going to tell myself I'm not going to like it. But I did. I ended up liking uh, liking it, and I give it a B. Um, it was uh, different, and again, it's kind of hard to make uh, different sci-fi movies, something different, especially with action heroes, superheroes. And it was different. Had a, I kind of figured out what was going to happen in the end, the, the you know, towards the middle to the end. But it still was good. The uh, German actor who was in a lot of movies, I like him. I can't. His name escapes me. But uh, he he was good and he played like the professor, like a scientist. And uh, that's it. That's it for now. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots, I think I told you about that. That was pretty good. I gave that a B based on, uh, you know, true story. Uh, the kid who would be king. Uh, 
I guess kids, teenagers might like it, some of them, but I didn't care for it. I gave it a C. And uh, The Upside, I saw that quite a while ago, and I give that a B. Although I'm not really a big Kevin Hart fan. I think he's just got a big mouth, but he's okay. You know, he's funny. And so that's it. I still haven't seen the Laurel and Hardy film. I'm kind of waiting to see it. I haven't seen it turn up on any pay sites or Netflix yet, unless I missed it. And I'm usually pretty good, as you know, at uh, seeing the films uh, when they come out. So that's one I'm still waiting for. And that's been our quick time movie review here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Folks, even though this is called the Toxic Wise-Ass Show, we do cover some serious topics. Actually, I cover a lot of serious topics. And I want to talk about, and I've touched on it before, education. Because I was a teacher and a coach and a referee mostly basketball, some soccer. And um, for over 20 years, and even after I stopped teaching, I still kept refing junior high, elementary, AAU, AYBL, all kinds of different leagues, school leagues. And I never really ref too many varsity games, mostly JV, summer league, junior high, elementary. And I enjoyed it. And I even ran, uh, uh, did... Uh, uh, and, st- I, and I coached assistant coaches, a varsity coach, and JV coach, and junior high coach. And I ran a uh, <coughs> interleague team. That's kids that didn't make the squad, uh, didn't make the teams, uh, intramurals. And there was boys and girls playing together on same teams, like four teams. There was green, blue, white, and red, whatever they wanted to call themselves. And I had more fun that year working with uh, fifth and sixth graders than perhaps any year other than that. <clears throat> Although I did enjoy coaching other teams too. But aside that, in the educational aspect of it, um, I think the big so-called educational brains in Washington or the Board of Education or the Department of Education, whatever you want to call them, they all think that kids come from Leave it to Beaver families or My Three Sons or something like that. Mostly Leave it to Beaver where there's a mom and a dad and a good structure and support. And that is, that is uh, really not the case. With the divorce rate at about, I think, 50%, 40% separation rate included, you're talking about mostly single parents, mostly single moms, in many cases, grandparents bringing up kids. And there's dysfunction in the family. Many times there's drugs, alcohol, abuse, different kinds of abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. The schools and the principals and the Board of Education and the school boards, they never take that really into consideration. And they should because I'm sure many on the school board had parents who were split, who came from divorced family. Now, do you always feel like going to school and doing your best and doing your homework when your parents are fighting or there's turmoil? Of course not. These, and I'm, you know, it's hard enough for adults to handle it, but when you're between zero and 18 years old, it's uh, it's hard to handle, and there's not always enough food and nourishment. You you tell me you go to work hungry, you're gonna do your best work? Of course not. But the big brains in the educational department they don't take that in consideration. Also, putting fifth and sixth graders with high school kids, that's a really stupid idea. We send money to Egypt and South America and El Salvador and Pakistan and God knows many, all kinds of countries that friggin' hate us and would like to blow us up. We send them billions of dollars, but we can't make sure our kids have a breakfast or a good lunch. 
and it, it's just you know Wally and Beaver and all those guys they they did the homework because their parents were there to make sure they did it and and go to school board meetings and go to teacher parent teacher meetings and I, I know what it was like I know what it was like to come from a divorced family and and have some turmoil and have some divide so uh, I took that in consideration while coaching and teaching I had many times where grandparents called me up about their their grandkids which I had in school or foster parents or step parents they were all over the place rarely do you see leave it to beaver families that was a TV show a funny TV show one I like because I was kind of like Eddie Haskell I think I brought that up before wise ass but that aside um, you just have to considerate con take into consideration all the different aspects of what's going on. When you come from a dysfunctional family or situation, you don't always feel like doing your ABCs and your math homework. You don't always feel like getting up and going to school. But they don't never take that in consideration. And again, putting fifth and sixth graders with high school kids, not a good idea. We send billions of dollars to countries that either hate us or really don't appreciate it but we can't build decent schools, we can't build decent gymnasiums, we can't make sure the kids have uh, proper nourishment, but we can send money to countries that hate us. I have never understood that. Still don't. And that's my rave here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Um, what do you think? And that's the end of our show here, again on the Toxic Wise S Show. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin, here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, doing my show from the great northeast, New England, northeastern Maine, Aroostook County, where we have a snow-nado in effect. We got a foot of snow. Looks like that uh, bucktooth beaver, or whatever his name was, Ponce County Phil, was wrong. At least he usually is up here. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next show.